What are the forces, challenges, and ideas that define the 21st century? Conversations to understand the greatest figures and stories of today to create a better tomorrow. This is the 21st Stocks Podcast. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to 21st Stocks Podcast. Today, we're doing something uh, quite new. Uh, we're doing a QA. and uh, New for the channel, not new for podcasts in general. Uh, but nonetheless, we are going to be taking questions from different people who support us on Patreon. Uh, that is right. We have a Patreon. Check out the link down below if you want to help support this podcast and uh, keep the team running. Uh, and also, uh, probably partially fund a very, very intense caffeine addiction that I have. Um, so if you want to do any of the above, please go ahead and click that link down below. But one of the perks is submitting questions for Q&A that we will address each week. Uh, you can also send us some questions on Twitter uh, and other places where social media uh, is present for 21st Talks. Uh, and those ones are just going to be a little bit less likely that I'll see them. Um, I get a lot more messages on those, and uh, the Patreon questions will come first. Uh, just as a major thank you, uh, and also as a wonderful source of some good discussions. Uh, you guys ask a lot of good questions, and I really wanted to just have a forum in which I could address those each week, and I thought this was the best way to go. Uh, I, I started off laughing because <laughs> the first time I went to record this, <laughs> right as I did the intro and like finished it the fire alarm just went off so this is my second take um but nonetheless thank you guys so much for tuning in and we can go ahead and jump into it with today's question the first question for 21st talks q a's uh, which is why existential risk and that's that's a big question that's a, a really really big question and typically when i'm asked it there's a few different ways that people are going with it, right? Some people ask, like, how do you how do you deal with eccentric risks? How, how do you deal with studying like a little catastrophes and you know the fear that that onsets is terrifying? All these all these kind of connected questions, and but I think that takes it in a different direction than I, I really want to take it today. The reason why I picked this to be the first Q and A question is because the question of of why you're doing something that sort of core motivation is is telling to a few psychological features of the activity one of which is probably how deep you can can dig into it and 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 really just really just entrench your heels into the mud and really really try to stand your ground when it comes to doing stuff that's challenging and 21st talks is something that is hard it's hard to to run this thing as a as a 20 21 year old you know it's hard to start it when i was even younger when i had even less direction so ultimately, why X risk for me personally, I think is is telling to both the meaning that I get from engaging um, with you guys, the audience, but also engaging with the field of existential risk more broadly, um, and it's also telling to I think some of the other things that that people are kind of pulled into the field by. I think the fire alarm is a perfect example of my favorite aspect of studying existential risks, and that is. It kind of contextualizes all the little inconveniences in life, and it also contextualizes and sort of put you know puts into context the really really big stuff too. Like I I can't articulate a number of times where I'm having a really lovely evening at home or a dull evening at home, 
And there is this same feeling that comes up from this, this moment of recognition of the time that we're living in. No matter what the situation that is happening is, when you study and are really involved in, in this field of existential risk and global catastrophic risk, it imbues your day-to-day with this, with this sense of importance. And it's not a sense of importance that is based off some fallacious like, like ego of like, oh, I'm going to stop like, all these terrible things from happening and, and hitting the world. I mean, it, it certainly can be sourced from that. Now, whether or not this is the most healthy is a different question. But the type of, of contextualization that I, I think I'm talking about here is incredibly psychologically rewarding. Is that which comes from this, this knowledge and this you know, occupation with a collective struggle. You know, it helps, <laughs> it helps you to feel a little bit more human. And also, it can be incredibly annoying, and it, it can be frustrating, and it has its own obstacles, right? Absolutely, and we'll talk about those in future weeks. But in short, it really, really helps to instill this feeling of deep gratitude for existing. And I, I love that. I love that absolutely. It's thrilling both intellectually, but also like deeply personally. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't know which one actually came first, but I do know there's a correlation for me between a sense that the personal is the intellectual and where you're best fitted in terms of, of, of what you want to do with your day-to-day, right? What you want to do for your career, for functioning work, um, and how that you know connects to what ideas you're interested in, all these other things, right? And trying to reclaim that a little bit um, within the, the context of this hyper- specialization that we're kind of necessitated to do if we you know want to be successful people and, and all these other things in the modern economic system that can be really really alienating from our own sense of you know connection connection to something bigger right when you spend all your time learning how to really effectively use excel or <laughs> you know like it's <laughs> Whatever, whatever the specialty might be, uh, accounting or uh, physics or, or any of these things, right? I, I think physics is actually an exception to that in, this, in a very similar way that accenture risk is. Um, but nonetheless, when you when you spend your days doing that sort of work, right? It's it's it, it's really important to have something that you can kind of look to, even if it's just an interest, even if accenture risk is only going to ever be a hobby of yours. In the same way that someone reads Shakespeare or enjoys watching uh Wes Anderson movies or something right or getting really into Tolkien it, even if that's the extent to which you're going to be engaging with eccentric risk the fact that you're listening to this podcast alone indicates that some sense of you or, or some part of you has a sense of the importance of the time that we're living in and eccentric routinely reimagines that and routinely represents that uh to 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 me in, individually across different life events and that is absolutely tremendous to be able to fall back on and and to 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 lean on and to have as a part of my day-to-day life right it means when i stub my toe effectively the way i conceptualize that toe being stubbed and the pain i get from it you know it doesn't make it hurt any less but it definitely makes my response to it a little bit more calibrated because, you know, suddenly this, this sort of sense of, oh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone, it, that kind of gets erased immediately, right? And obviously, there, there are some days where I, I forget and I am farther away from this, you know, this mission of, of working 
within the field of accenture risk and, and, and communicating its ideas and findings and science and you know its its connection to you know the the the, the human heart and you know this emotional lives we're living and you know all all of that stuff that twenty first talks is and aims to do in the storytelling and conversations that we have there are days where I'm farther away from that but I recognize that the days where I'm closer to that are the days where I I feel the most meaningful and I feel the most powerful as well I feel the happiest and it's not the type of happiness that that euphoria is like which is a definitely emotion that I'm, I'm quite familiar with it's 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 more consoling than that it's elevating but in, in a sort of a different way right and i think existential risk has that same sobering effect so i don't know what is a sense of purpose and 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 you know where the line between a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose and doing something that you think matters and no matters and some independent quality of existential risk like I, I don't know if there's a if there's a line between those, right? Because it could just be that eccentric risk work is, you know, if it's effective or you know is is engaging for you personally, uh, is kind of inherently orienting and 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 sort of beneficial because it has this sense of 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 a grand meaning to it, right? There's a, a collective thing that you're doing with it. That could be it. Or maybe there's some independent aspects of the field and literature that just deeply interests me personally and interests other people who are passionate about the field. Um, and it's, you know, just like it's it's like any other like academic background. And, you know, it's just like certain dispositions or sentiments or whatever that attracts certain people to it. But I know the thing for me that keeps me around and doesn't just keep me around, but keeps propelling me forward and, you know, has allowed me to overcome so many obstacles that I genuinely, genuinely never thought I would. The reason why I, I think I was able to flip that strict or script wasn't just, you know, being in a different context or, you know, being a bit older, having my prefrontal cortex developed a little bit more, you know, having slightly better quality sleep or what have you. All those things certainly helped, but I think at its core, that that sort of like deep motivation to and ability to dig in deep and and, and do stuff that's challenging. Do stuff that I was afraid of. Do stuff that fucking mattered. Or at least that I hope one day will matter. So much more than I can imagine right now. The thing that helped me get through that was the sense of purpose. So why existential risk? Because it gives an intrinsically meaningful quality to those day-to-day experiences. Big and small. Good and bad. And in that way... It helps you recognize the actual importance of living today. And also in the same vein, in the same moment of realization, allows you to see above the clouds a little bit of those day-to-day frustrations and heights. It's a value system in addition to being an academic field. It's a value system in addition to being a way to have a meaningful ethical impact on the people life today and future generations. And it gives existential context to a deeply, deeply indifferent universe. And I love that. And that propels me forward. So nonetheless, thank you guys so much for listening to this first episode. It's, it's an interesting Q&A. It got incredibly existential there um in a different way than the word existential is being used in the word existential risk uh we really need to create some 
uh, proper vocabulary, like like some shorthands for, you know, when I when I use existential in terms of existential philosophy or psychology, and then existential in terms of, you know, X risk. But nonetheless, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, I hope no one pulls a fire alarm in whatever building you're in, unless there's a fire, in which case, I think that's probably a good thing. Not the fire, but pulling the fire alarm. All right, I'm gonna go and go do my quiz uh, for my psych class. But thank you guys so much once again for listening. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope you are able to engage in something that you truly feels that you truly feel is meaningful and gives you the same context that I know I feel when I engage with existential risk work. All right, thank you guys very much. And I will talk to you later.